Welcome, everybody. This is Real Poetry. Once again, I'm here with my two purse snatchers. Well, actually, forget. My name is Sharon Smith. Yes. And I'm here with my two purse snatchers. (laughs) Wow, I heard two purse snatchers. Am I wrong here? I mean, no, popcorn he snatchers. Place. <laughs> so, Marvin, is money that tight right now? I mean, Marvin and Auntie Vice, say what up? What up? What up? I don't so, got his purse. So clearly, listeners, money is tight right now. If you can donate, please donate. <laughs> yes, please donate. That would be nice. If you want to do a Patreon, so you can donate, it'll be even nicer. But for yeah, right six dollars per gallon right now. We're 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 all hurting a little bit, just just a little bit. <laughs> but we are here <laughs> to review the 2003 movie from Miramax, Car um, Blue Car, starring, which had an interesting cast. It stars. What's her name? Is it? Is it Angus Ain't Arnez? Uh, A-G-N-E-S. Agnes. Agnes. Agnes Bruckner. Angus, uh, the side of beef, Bruckner. <laughs> David Straham, or Strayhorn. Uh, Margaret Cullen. Um, Francis Fitcher. And A.J. Buckley. These um, This movie here was directed by Karen... Um, Monchief, she's been, this was actually her, uh, her debut directing, her directorial debut, this movie. She's been an actor most of the time. She's played in small roles on other shows and stuff, including even um, uh, 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 Law and Order and stuff. Uh, and from this, she did directorial debut and she's gone on to do other direct, directorials like doing six feet under. So, if you don't know what this movie is about, let's give a synopsis. This movie here is Meg is a gifted and emotionally scarred 18-year-old. Meg is trying to solace and find solace in writing poetry. Mr. Oster, her English teacher, recognizes her talent and steps into the role of mentor and father figure, encouraging her to enter a national poetry contest in which he is a judge. As tensions at home escalate and Meg struggles to find her way to get to the poetry final in Florida, um, Oster's role in her life becomes increasingly complex. This movie, this movie was rated R. <laughs> Go figure. It, it grossed at the box office um, $464,000. And it was based, it came out, released on May 2nd, and was streamed in October 14th of 2003. Thoughts, Marvin? Ah, oh, man, this movie no. is rough. It's a hard thing. <laughs> This movie was fucking rough. But at the same time, I do not know one single slam poet that we know of in our circle who doesn't behave in this type of way. Like, not, not. No, why am I sugarcoating it? It was one of you will die of diabetes if I, diabetes if I sugarcoat it. No, I, we know plenty of slam poets who, who, who 
act in this same way, who put themselves in some pretty precarious situations and they wind up writing some really poignant pieces about it. Ultimately, I feel like I'm a little hit or miss about this movie. Like, I think some of the things that they have been done is extremely exaggerated for about for a film that's trying to be dramatic and as real of a storytelling as it is. But overall, it isn't the worst thing we've seen. Auntie Weiss. I agree with Marvin on on that point very strongly. Uh, when it comes to depressed people tapping into their pain to try and use it to reach the pinnacle of their poetry circle. Yep. The, I mean, like, we've seen this so many times. This is what some of the younger poets are taught. Right? Tap into that pain. You know, don't talk about joy. Don't talk about the world or talk about what hurts you and how it hurts you and how deeply it hurts you and repeat it over and over on stage. Right. So they did get that very accurate. Um I mean, they keep tragedy up on top of tragedy. I don't think they needed to add in the whole rape stuff and sexual, you know, predatory bullshit by the teacher. Um, they could have taken out. They could have taken out two thirds of her trauma, and she still would have had plenty to write about. Right? <laughs> she still could have done the poem. They didn't have to add her sister dying. They didn't have to add. You know, the teacher trying to fuck her. Like, it was... Oh, he fucked her. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much. It was so much. It was so creepy. I think the last 10, 15 minutes of the show, Sharon and I just laid there in bed going, no, don't, don't. No, no, really, no. No, no, this mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. okay. This is fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think I was more disturbed when he said, say, say yes, say yes. Tell me you want to say yes. I was like, what the Any, oh my God, that teacher. Like, and then the wife is like pretty much like full blown Z nose. Like, what are oh, yeah. you doing, lady? Right. Report his ass. Report his ass and get full custody of your fucking child. Well, she has a weird relationship with her son, too. Like, that is just a fucked up family that shouldn't be around children. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> you do look at her funny, like, oh. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> going going through the motions with this movie, it had a lot, it had a lot of curveballs. I mean, this thing was throwing out some wild hits. I mean, beyond the fact of the father not coming around because mom didn't want him around. The sister not loving the fact of who she is. I mean, it wasn't even the fact that she wasn't loving like being white or whatever. She just didn't love herself. She's like, who is this person? That's you. Oh, she was she was truly depressed. Oh she... no, that was a truly schizophrenic child. Oh. And then they kept equating her depression and her suicidal tendencies to like God and being in an angel and shit. Oh, that like, Yo, that's some truly schizophrenic shit. That is some truly schizophrenic <laughs> shit right there. Again, I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but it's just those are some pretty big classic hallmarks of schizophrenia, schizophrenia in the U.S. Would, we, would, this, would this be considered a, a, a Lifetime movie if it was? Oh, would this yeah. have all the tropes of being a Lifetime movie? Lifetime will eat shit up like this, without a doubt. <laughs> 
But Val- Valerie Bertinelli's not in it, so it can't be Lifetime. If it was Lifetime, Valerie Bertinelli would be the mom. <laughs> oh yeah, that mom. She was. She, she was clearly not. She was not fit. <laughs> she was clearly like said, not fit. You could take out most of the tragedy of this kid's life and still have a movie. Like this is the precursor to freaking Euphoria. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you talk smack on Euphoria? That's one of the better shows out there, and I love it. <laughs> I couldn't make it through the first episode of Euphoria because I didn't need to fucking live, relive high school. I just turned it off and walked away. Damn. <laughs> Euphoria is, you survive Euphoria. You don't enjoy it. <laughs> so <laughs> the bit of the, so Beyond the trauma of her sister's um, unfortunate. So this is the thing that cracked me up. We, they found out that the daughter jumped out the window in a, a psych ward. They said she fell out. In a, That's ward. also a pretty bad psych, <laughs> psych ward. You're telling me Vegas is better than this made up psych ward? That's, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Was like, she fell out of Oh, the wow. fact that Vegas hotels lock their windows and this made up movie psych ward can't. It's not like she was staying with Eric Clapton. Come on, people. <laughs> uh, and then even that, okay, beyond adding the fact of she based, she didn't like her mom and the way her mom was kind of liking her boss Dan and then hoping Dan would help her her mom out with the other job and then to get the job and basically now start having bills and she was told that everybody was depressed in this movie that's what cracked me up everybody in this movie had some kind of depression that came out of the woodwork I mean even even her friend George um Georgia whose brother was <laughs> whose brother was a convict <laughs> who came home and then got her to start robbing. <laughs> start Yo, also, stuff. you're a shit ass friend. You are a right? shit ass friend for letting your friend, and I'm assuming best friend, hang out with your druggy boy or uh, brother. Brother. Mm-hmm. You, that is some fucked up shit right there as a friend. <laughs> and then he steals everything. The and then he she asks us, her after everything got stolen. Are we still going to Florida? What the fuck? <laughs> well, that's this good, is about that's me. That's a good question. She had to go. She was supposed to go with her brother, the brother, but he bounced. <laughs> I mean, I'm on they press charges. <laughs> that's what my question was. Like, eh, why don't they press charges? Well, that's why the cops were there. Well, they can. Yeah, but I'm yeah, what? But yeah, just him selling Viking in and all that stuff. I was like, oh, okay. So, being that the movie um had that trope, um, the father wasn't around. Well, technically, he couldn't be around. Uh, and did you before before it started coming out? Did you feel that Mister Osher was technically um was he was technically the guy. He was a guidance. He's a guidance person for this per, for this child. He, you know, he actually had. He actually was trying to be a father, like today they said, father figure. 
you know, helping along the way before all the other things start going out. Yeah, I thought he was going to be, you know, a, an inspiring teacher or whatever. And then they made him creepy. It got creepy the moment he started being a lot more forceful with her mm-hmm. about her ability to write. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, I was when when I first started, I thought that was more of uh, not like whiplash, but in a way where he wanted. Oh, it's almost like finding Forrester or something. You know, he try he's trying to get the the nit the nitty gritty out of this person so he mm-hmm. can to make something go so, so he can bring her out her her writing ability out now well, you know what? i don't, i knew it was going to go sideways the moment he started going you can stay in the classroom as long as you need and shit like that mm-hmm. I was like, dude you still technically need to do your job right you tell, still have to be a professional yeah tell her to get out of the class and go to the next one mm-hmm. and then once you find out report it as you should to the authorities i mean that's not your place to tell her to provide her shelter. Like I know mm-hmm. like anybody would want to ensure a child remains out of that, but bro, really? That was some sketchy shit. That was some sketchy shit. Well, you know, she came out of a situation where her mom, her mom was storing all her, her sisters, her dead sister's stuff. She was messing with the room. I mean, she already got, she technically got fired from her job. Or no, not yet. She didn't get fired yet. No, she didn't get fired yet. She did. She get fired. Yeah. How many tragedies they got to work into this one? Oh, they have. They, they life year. This this was like this was going through some weaving. They were just like, okay, what's going to be next? All right, you still in ties? Tragedy. <laughs> I need money. Mom's not giving me enough. Tragedy. <laughs> I mean, her her aim was to get to this. As much as everything else, her aim was to get to this poetry concert, the contest, and wanting to get to this poetry contest as bad as possible. I don't know how. I mean, uh, this is Rob cheating still, but good grief! <laughs> I mean, there was some, I, I, there were some, there were some disturbing methods of how to get there, but she got there, and. I can't knock it. I mean, she did sleep on. She didn't have no place to go. She slept on the beach. Came to beach bum for work, but then saw him again. I was that was okay. This is where it starts getting a little disturbing because of everything else. I was like, okay, I understood. I mean, he had feelings, but he was still like, you know, still forward head. Uh, the teacher was still fast oh, yeah, like forward to for the most part, like up until that part. He probably right. could have gotten just a slap on the wrist for going. You know, mm-hmm. next time. Do the proper administrative shit. You, next time when you see a child who is clearly fallen on bad, whose family is clearly fallen on bad times, you tell them an admin. You tell mm-hmm. the admin side. Hmm. I mean, she was eighteen that, though. Uh, would that be? Would that? They, they, they couldn't get child protection on her. Okay, but eighteen or not, like that's still some pretty bad context of the in, an individual using their age and their position against, I mean, not against her, but as selling points to someone who doesn't mm-hmm. know better. Like that, that's some grimming shit right there. Well, he was using, yeah, you're right. So, so, so bringing up to, to, to the point of the act, did you, I actually thought the mom was trying, wasn't, wasn't trying to warn her. She was just trying to see that, 
he likes her. Mm-hmm. And he, she just went like, oh, okay, well, I think she was kind of drunk. She was, uh, her mom, the mom really did not, I mean, no, not the mom, but the, um, his wife didn't pay much attention going, he likes, he likes you. Uh, okay. So we'll hope he doesn't do anything and then just left, let it be. And then sure enough, he says, well, I'm going to go to my, I'm going to go right. She knew exactly what he was doing. She's supporting that pedophilia. That was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, people do, but yeah. We we didn't need that on top of everything else. We really could have just had her lose the competition. Well, I think they wanted to, I think they wanted to stiffen that whole his novel is bullcrap. <laughs> he didn't have a novel. He just basically was hyping people up. And there, she, were, there are other ways to work it in here, but it was just or they could have just kept that storyline and she didn't have to, you know, they they could have cut out the tragedies. Like, this was just too much. This was overkill. Yeah, it was. But you know what it was? Not as much as? Move oh, on. here it comes. <laughs> there you go. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mulan 2020. Fucking Mulan. <laughs> Mulan 2020, just like COVID. It was part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so getting into the the poetry and stuff, mm-hmm. did, did you think the poetry had a good appeal? The blue car poem. I thought the poetry was really strong in this. I yeah. liked it, and honestly, I would have hung with you if they just put the sister in the psych ward, and if the the teacher, you know, would have just been kind of an encouraging teacher. I could have hung with all of that. And the poetry was great. That would have been a much better movie. I agree. I think those those are some pretty strong pieces. I think mm-hmm. again, a lot of what she was writing and what she wrote her experiences on is no different from what we already see in real life right now for the three of us. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy the poem about her teacher? I mean, basically, she called him out. And said, "This poem is for you." <laughs> Did you feel well, that? that? Was, I don't think I, I, I personally don't think that was a poem. That was that was just her literal literal call out that someone took advantage of her. Yeah, but I also thought that was really realistic after going to so many open mics, mm-hmm. like that that journaling type of I'm going to read what's raw <laughs> and put it out here. I mean, we've all seen that at how many open mics? Oh, where it's right. raw, it's more raw than it is refined words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that... um, yeah. No, Sharon knows that one all too well. Yeah, he's had to follow up on one of those <laughs> more than once. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I thought when it came to portraying what it's like when they're appealing to to youth poets and what they're putting out there, that they actually nailed it. They just put an entire youth poetry group into one person's life. And that was the overkill. Mm, okay. Like if everybody in her, her poetry Last. was having these tragedies and they were all talking about them. Yeah. That would have been able to stomach, but they made her have all of them. And it was like, Mm-mm. so, so mm. what you're saying that they, if they spread out the tragedy, and all the other poets, yes. and then they all came together, that probably would have been a better movie than just having one come in and have all the tragedies. Like, uh, I totally would have bought that. Totally would have bought that. So yeah, ba- I agree with that one. So basically, Georgina being her brother's own, um, her brother's little um, um, accomplice, stealing Vicodin and stuff. 
<laughs> that would have been better. I was like, okay, I guess. Yes. That, <laughs> that would have made more sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or even just him going, you know, making the plans and then saying, well, I, I've got you covered, then go out and do it and come back. That would have been more believable. But they got to get her involved in it. Hmm. Okay. I can, I, I, I can see an improvement of this movie for that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they needed a good editor. A lot of it was good. The poetry was good. Mm-hmm. The concept, the the representation of, of youth poets, mm-hmm. all of that I'm I'm right down with, right? And I thought she was a good actor overall, the, the main actress. Mm-hmm. Agnes. Yes, good old Agnes. Um or Angus <laughs> is gotta give her the oldest woman name too. Right, that is an old lady name. Um, but they just had they had an editor come in and say, no, we can leave these parts out of the script. We can tighten this up. It would have been a much better movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So for some, just for trying four, to do, trying for, to do too much in, in too little space for some, for 464,000. <laughs> this was mm-hmm. not, this was some money waste. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I mean, they got a lot for that, that money. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, that was, they got a lot, lot on that, but we didn't need all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But as we go past that, we see we have our views. But this one, we're gonna go right into snap judgment. Snap judgment, where we review the movie and now rate the movie we reviewed, and we do it in equals of snaps. If the movie was three. It's the greatest thing ever. She should have won that poetry contest and blew it out the water. If it's two snaps, it wasn't that bad, but it definitely wasn't that good. If it's one snap, this movie should go back to that pedophilia box, just like a lot of our other movies that we have seen that gone there. That teacher needs to die. You know what? You're right. We have seen a lot of movies that like cross that line. That's kind of saddening. That's kind of saddening. Come on. Do better, America. Do better. (laughs) They have no other way of making these movies disturbing. It's like, oh, yeah. Let's bring pedophilia. Yeah. yeah, Not worry. Not worry. Yeah. We go in core snap. We go in core snap increments. Everyone close your eyes. I'll count to three and throw up your rating one two three oh snap jackson <laughs> that is one and a half we, around around the board <laughs> we haven't been in sync in a while like this i know marvin and i are finally back the universe we're hitting our groove again. we're hitting our groove again we're hitting our groove again i hate y'all Hey, you're 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 finally joining the fold, Sharon. But at the same time, you, it's good to be sync in sync again. It's because they started calling out Mulan 2020 again. That's why. Right, you got back into that groove. We're good. Mm-hmm. Show me. <laughs> so all together, 1.5 all around the board. That means this movie gets a 4.5 out of nine. Is That's this, an F. Well, does anyone feel like they need to talk reason why they gave it that? I mean, let me just, I'll say my piece. The movie itself, it has stuff going on. I mean, 
we see some travesties. We see some tragedies. I mean, four color women was not <laughs> a movie to mess. But at with. least they spread that out over different women. Yes, this is like if four colored women happened all to one freaking woman. But see, here's the thing, though, too. For colored women, a lot of its storytelling was very relatable, and it's not to say Blue Car wasn't, but they did it and presented it in such a way that makes it feel more believable. This one is like, okay, come on. The fact that this kid is still alive after all of that. <laughs> she should have been the, the one in the psych ward. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the real miracle right there. Mm-hmm. So her dad left out on her. Her sister went to a psych ward, then committed suicide. She got fired from her part-time job. She ran away from home, stole shit, got money stolen from her, went homeless for a while. Then got sexually assaulted by her teacher. That's like 10 different fucking things right there. All in 18, like in the course of six months. I believe that shit like, like that happens for a lot of people, but man, she went from zero to 60 in two months. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but you're right. Yeah. This move was filmed. It was supposed to be filmed in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, that, like that explains it even more. I would never set foot in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> that makes sense that, now. No, no, this this will make sense now. <laughs> that's the tragedy. That's the Dayton, tragedy. Ohio. That's that makes tragedy. a lot more sense now. <laughs> no wonder she's fucked up. It's because it's been a while. That's foul, that's foul but okay. I go with that. I'm that sorry, Sharon. I'm sorry, Sharon. You and I would not be able to pass through Ohio without one person saying something out of pocket to us. Oh, I got family out there. Yeah. All How's that working out for them? <laughs> well, no, they're, they're from, they're on Cleveland. Well, they're in Cleveland. They're in Cleveland. So that's, that's fully. Okay. Black, see, so. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't no, count. No. <laughs> nope. My brother's in Columbus. <laughs> nope. Columbus got a university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like saying I, I'm living in Texas, but I'm living in the biggest parts of Texas. No, 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 no. no. You got to go to some of the small ass town, Texas, Texas cities. This is the difference between living in Jersey City and living in Scranton. There we go. That's a better one. There we go. That was a good one. (laughs) This is San Francisco and Redding. Is it bad in Redding? Oh, fuck. Yes, it is. Really? Yeah. San Francisco and Stockton. No, what's wrong? Everyone has issues with Stockton. Nah, God, I'm cool with Stockton. They don't. I mean, they're racist, but it's also because they're they they, they are gang ridden racist. I, that one I understand. That that one makes more sense to me than just pure white racism. Damn. <laughs> but this was white. Tr- this is white struggle. This is was white he- trauma struggle. Yeah, see, white trauma struggle is just poverty porn to me, whereas mm-hmm. gangland racism is literally street politics play that are built because a system fucked over a lot of other people. That makes sense. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, we hear this movie 4.5 out of 9. If you have seen Blue Car... I know it's hard to get to, and why would you want to pay for this? But if you have seen it, let us know. Put it in the comments. S- save if we're right or we're wrong as hell. Give your give your opinion because we need to know if you 
can rate this better than us. For social media reasons, where can they find your Instagram, Marvin? Yeah, you can find me at StarvinMarvin09. Auntie Vice. You can find me at Auntie Vice on most social media and check out my renewed podcast, Fat Chicks on Top, now streaming on most social media platforms or most podcast platforms. And you can find me on I Am Big Zine, that is I A M B I C Z I N E. And we'll be back if we'll a new, new episode for another movie that I'm gonna be looking for because this one here, it took a while. This was on the list, and the one I do want to see is someone now out. It's not in anywhere. It's not even on Apple TV. Nothing. The day you trying to watch Holla, Holla. Oh yeah, Holla. Yeah, it's about it. It's about a um, it's about an Arabic um, uh, Iranian um, teenager who's trying to is going to struggle between her life and. The, the, re- the rest of the world actually skateboards and stuff. Basically. I was about to say, is that the one with the skateboarding uh-huh. one? Because that sounds yeah. so cool. Yeah, right. I can't I can't find it, dude. It was on Apple TV for a while. Next thing you know, they just took it off. Yeah, because this sounds like a, a teenage version of 40-year-old version, and I'm down <laughs> for that. I'm down for that. I'm super it, down for that. <laughs> I can't get it, though. Well, well, well I'll, I'll keep looking, but... I mean, I, I would do a re-review of 40-year-old version just to redo it. That was cool. That was a great movie. Oh, that was awesome. That was wonderful. What do you say? We need re- we need to clean our cleanse our palates. Oh fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes. I'd fuck. listen to Rodimus Prime all day. Oh nice. yeah. I do want a man with a black woman's butt. I do want to make a plug. Uh this is actually the anniversary. this is actually one year anniversary of when we did um Romeo the documentary Romeo's Bleeding with um the act the actor star um Dante Clark which I actually have made a did an actual episode with him as a guest star and did a review. So to the rest of the world go check out that review. It's the one before this. So some for y'all to see take care of yourselves to be happy. Like I said share subscribe comment on real poetry or give us a movie that you think will be interesting because we see a majority of them and yeah <laughs> alright especially you Mulan 2020 <laughs> see it's not enough man you, got, you ain't got enough people drinking hard now <laughs> you're being light <laughs> true peace peace out guys peace.